Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of our Lunchtime Lock series. We have a big slate tonight. We have Thursday night football, NBA games, bowl games, and college basketball. We have a breakdown of the best bets for every single sport. All that and more is going to be coming up on the Golden Ticket Show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have another uh, great slate for you guys today. Um, a little bit iffy on our day yesterday. Uh, we were kind of hitting that rough patch of a couple good bets just losing by just a little bit. Um, we we have some great bets today. A lot of stuff's coming. We have a couple bets that are coming out early today. So I don't know what's going on with my light here. There we go. Get me nice and bright here for you guys. So uh, what do we got on slate today? We have uh, some Premier League action. We have some NBA action, college basketball, college football, and Thursday night football. We have five different sports to bet on tonight. Five ga- five things I love. Um, I'm excited for today's slate. I, I really did a quick uh, dive into it, and I... I like as I said. I I think so this is going to be a good day for us. I really like the slate we have, um, and the bets we've made. So uh, let's get into it. So our first bet again, we're going to go Premier League here. Uh, we talked about it yesterday on the show. Our final bet for this game will be Brighton to draw um, or to win against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace has struggled the last couple of weeks. And I think this is a good spot for Brighton after a tough loss last week to bounce back and kind of get some extra points in the table. So I think this game is finished in a tie, um, in a tie three of the four games, and neither game has had more than two goals scored. So, But the way that Palace's defense has been lately and the way Brighton's offense has been lately, I like just taking the total here. I don't trust either team uh, total-wise. I would rather just take the, uh, the double chance. You could also take this draw no bet. Um, we do have that one as well. That's going to be on this banner here down below. You'll see it at the very end. But we do have our best bets down below throughout the entire show. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Um, but as I said, I'm very excited for that tonight. Uh, that game kicks off at 3 o'clock. I'm going to be watching that one very heavily. But with that being said, let's go into tonight's bowl game for college football. We have a matchup between USF and Syracuse. Now, this is the this game will be on ESPN. Um, I don't. Even, I think it's the Boca Raton Bowl. I think is what it's called. These are two teams. They're six and six each, so they just hit five hundred on the year. But we're going to take USF on the spread here. I get why they're the underdog, but Syracuse is on a third string quarterback. So, with that being said, I would rather just take the points. On USF, I uh, we saw a, a team that shouldn't have won with a third string quarterback win the other night, but that was more of a Old Dominion fail than it was a Western Kentucky kind of win. In my book, that game should not even have gotten close to overtime, especially at twenty one nothing, which was part of our bad beat day when we got hit with that total that we missed it by one point. 
So I, again, I'm going to stay, I'm going to uh, rock with USF here. Um, I got this one over from Sean Coner over on action and on Twitter. Um, he, he gave me some insight on this one that I just really love. So I'm going to stick with it. Uh, so we're going to rock USF here. Uh, um, so let's get into college basketball. So what do we have on the college basketball slate tonight? We have a big slate. There aren't many big games, like big matchups between top tier teams. Uh, as we got what sacred heart Dartmouth kicking off now. I think a lot of teams are kind of like, this is their last day or two before the holidays. So they're probably not getting a lot of good games in. Um, yeah, there's, there's not any big major matchups going on tonight. I'm looking at it. I think maybe Kentucky Louisville would probably be your best bet for a big game. Um, because most of the schools are on uh break. So some of these games are kicking off a little earlier. We have a Kentucky Louisville rivalry game, which we'll get into that one later. We got Purdue Jacksonville. I have some opinions on that one, but again, we'll get to that one later. We got, yeah, nothing really app state and UNC Asheville is kind of a little local rivalry. Um, nothing really to, unless you're of like alumni of those schools or you're a fan of those schools, nothing really to look at there, but again, we're going to have bets for that. Um, yeah, it's, it's not really a big night tonight, but there's a lot of good value and a lot of good games. So let's get into it. So our first play is going to be right here on the screen, Navy and Youngstown state. We are going on the under 139 and a half. Now, the reason I took this is because this is just like when you bet football games for any military school, they are disciplined. They stay low. As you can see, this under has hit in 78% of their games this year versus a Youngstown State team who their offense has been pretty good. But if you look at some of these matchups, it hasn't been really good teams. Um, you know, they've kind of kept around 140 except for their, you know, pay to win games. You got a 170, 162, 170. But they've had a couple games against these teams that play that kind of slow pace and they've kind of stuck to that. Um, as you can see, they average just about 70 points a game. Outside of these two games, they haven't scored more than 75, um, you know, once this year, twice this year. So I, this is a team that they kind of feed off of. Um, they kind of feed off of the uh, how the other team plays. So when they have teams that are just defensively disciplined, they kind of. They're, they're shooting kind of slumps. So I really like the under here. We're going to take the 139 and a half. Um, that'll be play number one today. Play number two is going to be on the Temple Nevada game that kicks off at three. Um, uh, I'm, I'm taking Temple here. There, there's no other reason why I wouldn't. Um, I'm a... I, I don't know how I feel about this Nevada team, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, Sorry, just getting these last little bets out and posting it all on Twitter for you guys so you guys can get our full card a bit earlier today. Okay, so the reason I like this play is um, if you look at Temple this year, they've covered this spread in a lot of games where the only two games they haven't covered within a nine point deficit was 
a nine point loss here and a nine point loss here. Um, as I said, if you look, yeah, they haven't covered the, they've been kind of 50, 50, 50 they've 56 and 44% splits on the spread this year. But if you look, the big one is they've only had one game as an, where was it? I just had it. There was a game. They've only had one game as an underdog with a nine point spread or higher. And they've pretty much dominated that one. Every other game, they've kind of stayed close as uh, their their games have been pretty close. This team plays close matchups, and they have not lost a game by double digits yet this year. So give I, I think them, especially this Nevada team, after this game, they didn't really have a lot of competition for a couple weeks. But the big thing is, is as a double-digit favorite, um, they have not covered well. As you can see, 14-point favorite. They won by 12, only won by 11. So they're both kind of riding around this uh, this line that kind of leans towards Temple here. I just think Temple has a, a better game and a better situation in Philly today. So we're going to take Temple in that one. Um, and then this is the big one a lot of people are talking about. We have Kentucky versus Louisville. Uh, as you can see, um, as you can see, Louisville's covered the spread. Um, they're, they haven't had the best spread coverage this year. They're not the best against the spread, but they've covered a 13 and a half, which does look kind of scary when you look at this. But if you look at who they've played, they've only had two game, only had three games this season where the spread has been above double digits. And you can see a seven point loss to Virginia tech, which is big a 17 uh, or only a one point loss to Texas, which was a huge game in the beginning of the season and a 20 point win is a 17 point favorite over Coppin state versus a Kentucky team. That's coming off a big win as an underdog versus UNC. They beat Penn by 15 on a 13 point spread. But this is a this is a very scary Kentucky team to see this, and you can't really call home any home advantage here because they're so close to each other. The, I think this is a very scary Kentucky team for Louisville to be facing the way they're playing right now, and they, as they've been struggling against the spread, we're going to take Kentucky here. The logic behind this is just that Kentucky has been very good this year. And Louisville has just been an iffy team, and I don't know what we're going to see from them going into the next couple of games. So we have two more plays here. Uh, this is my big one. I Jacksonville hurt us. Hurt me. I don't know if any of you tailed that play. But Jacksonville going where the t I caught the total first thing in the morning and it was at 140 and a half. And I saw as game time started, it dropped down to 138 and a half. And I didn't get the chance to catch it uh, because we had the show when um, when the line dropped. So I didn't get a chance to hit it. So I thought, you know, 138 is that not not that much of a difference. I, this is two high scoring teams. I think they're going to go over. That game was had no shot of going over going into halftime. It had a 3% chance of going over. They pulled all the way back and made the game to 75-65 with 17 seconds left. And so all you need there is a shot 
from either team, you need a foul. They dribbled the clock out after a basically a travel call. Um, wasn't wasn't what we wanted to see. So we 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 go on and we're gonna let vent our hatred out on this game now. I wanted to take Purdue on the spread, but if you saw it, the spread is 33 and a half. As much as I think that's likely it's going to hit, I just don't <laughs> want to bet a, a 34-point spread um, because I want to enjoy watching this game. So I'm rooting for both teams to score here. As you can see, we the line dropped to 138. We caught it at 140 and a half. It finished at 140. They haven't covered this 147 and a half the best this year. But if you see, they've went over against South Carolina State, another team that plays fast. They hit 160 against Georgia Southern, another team that plays fast. The only team that they haven't really hit this line um, that really is noticeable is Campbell. But again, Campbell is one of the slower paced teams in college basketball. And now if you look at Purdue, they've went over 147 and a half in every game since the start of December. And it hasn't been like they've been playing scrubs either. Alabama, 92-86, 84-92 against Arizona. So two top 50 teams they've put up 92 points against. Uh, they put up 87 against Iowa, 88 in a loss to Northwestern, 99 on Texas Southern. They even still put up 71. They got pretty close to the spread. But they've hit this in six of their 10 games uh, this season. I just... I, I would have vent my frustration and watch both these teams just fling the ball. So we're taking the over here. And we have one final play on the college basketball slate. It is, as a North Carolina kid, it's a game that um, I actually like watching this one. I've watched this before. It's, uh, it's App State minus nine versus UNC Asheville. Now, unless you're a degenerate, you're not touching this game. You're, you're not even noticing the slate. You're too focused on Thursday Night Football. But I love this play. I was researching it about 30 minutes before the show because I was just looking through my thing, and I saw, oh, App State's playing tonight. And being from North Carolina in college basketball, anytime there's a North Carolina school, I tend to kind of look at these things. Um, as you can see, it's, this bet's 105 on Caesars, 125 on DraftKings. We caught this one on Caesars. It was nine and a half when we caught it, so it has dropped a bit. But again, the only difference is that this finishes at nine. You void, I lose. So both these teams this season have... Now, if you see last 10, they have not covered the best. Or they're both seven um, and three. But since the beginning of the season, that number has kind of went down. Uh, while this number has went up. Now, the big one here, obviously, we see 21-point win as an underdog to Gardner-Webb, a six-point favorite, and a win by 12 against Quinnipiac. But the big thing I'm keying on here is this Auburn team, this Auburn game right here. So as a seven-and-a-half-point underdog, they won by five, uh, App State won by five to Auburn, which was a big win, obviously, for them and a tough loss for a Bruce Pearl team that is looking for another good uh, tournament run. But if you go down here in the game literally a week later to Auburn, as both these teams played Auburn at home, UNC Asheville lost by 20 
five points. Now, obviously, they're a 20 point underdog. This was an expected beat up game. But if, like, if you see this isn't like just a random occasion, as a 14 point favorite to South Carolina State, they lost by four. As a three point underdog, they lost by 15. They've lost three consecutive games. They have not had a game where the score hasn't been under double digits since last Saturday. That's that's they've went almost two weeks now without a game with a game under double digit. Uh, that's been pretty much a blowout every single time. So what I just want to see tonight is App State go off. This is somewhat of a, I don't want to say a rivalry game, but. In North Carolina, in-state games always have a little bit more meaning, whether they're conference, uh, divisional, or just territorial. So I love App State in this spot. Um, you could take it minus nine. You could probably take almost any of these plays and tease them, especially this and that Purdue play. You could tease that down to like 143 and take this down to five. And I still think it will hit. So, And I obviously will think it's hit if I'm thinking the minus nine and the 147 is going to hit. So we're going to rock that one today. That's going to be it for our uh, college basketball, college football, and Premier League bets. Once again, we're going to have all of those. Po- we have our 2 o'clock plays posted right now. Our full card is going to be posted in the next 30 minutes um, without NBA, so we can have some more time to get some of these NBA games in since they don't start till 8 o'clock. But make sure you guys tune in for that. Coming up after the break, we're going to go over NBA action. My name's Ryan Allison. I've spent over a decade immersed in the art of tattooing. Sharply honing my skills has materialized into a diverse and prestigious body of work. Each tattoo reflects my relentless pursuit of excellence, and every client I work with is a living embodiment of that unwavering commitment. I will gladly and wholeheartedly embrace your distinct vision. Alrighty, so let's break into some NBA action. We only have three bets right now. We might have some more going. Um, we're we're in a weird spot with NBA now. There's a lot of excitement, obviously, around Jaw, but we're in this weird spot where with um the best way to explain it is just simply as we see uh <laughs> Thank you, Deej. I needed that one. <laughs> so if you if you if you're not aware, we we talked about it on one of our shows before. Every time um, DJ's gotten mad because I've lost a bet that he's placed, he'll he'll always like tweet out a hashtag of fade Dan. Um, and every time he's tweeted that hashtag out, the next the next day I've went like cr- I went crazy. I think one day he t- he said he was gonna fade me, and I hit a plus like two thousand parlay. So. <laughs> we're we're gonna hope that's a good sign for today, but um, NBA is in a weird spot where we're getting a couple games here, we're getting a couple games there. But as we're going closer towards uh, the Christmas game uh, and the whole slate for that, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of um, like three, four game slates. F- maybe, maybe there's five or six, but it's not going to be the best matchups because they don't want any focus away from between bowl season and they want more focus on the uh, Christmas day game. So they're not going to put a lot. We're going to see a lot on Christmas Eve 
and uh, make sure you guys tune in on Saturday because we will have a, uh, we might not have a show, but we're going to either have a video or an article posted to go over the Christmas Day and Christmas Eve slate for you guys since I'll be out with some family at the time. So, but let's get into what we got so far here. We are on to our first play of the day, which is the Clips and the Thunder 235 and a half. Now, I'm watching this game hard. I am a diehard Thunder fan. The team that got me into the NBA was the Thunder. And I think this is going to be a great game because not only are we going to have Paul George going against the guy he was tra- uh, they traded for to get to send Paul George to LA, but we're also getting Harden. We're also getting Westbrook. So we're getting three OKC former OKC players that I'm pretty sure only one's going to get an actual ovation. The other two might get booed going up against the Baby Thunder. Now, the reason for this game that I think one this is a big play is one the Clippers are on a back to back after a very close game that finished at 231 in their total. It was 121-11. The Thunder, as fast and as quick as they play and as young as this team is compared to the Clippers, they're going to run the ball. They're going to dictate the pace tonight, um, and they're going to push hard. Now, obviously, as you can see here, the last 10 games while they've been on this uh, win, eight of this games on their eight of their wins, eight win streak game plus their two losses to the Warriors and the Nuggets, they have not went over the best. But we might not see Paul George again tonight. If we do, I, I think he'll be on some sort of a like minutes restriction, knowing that they have like another day or two off over the next couple of days. We are going to see Kawhi a little bit tired, so he's probably going to get a little bit less minutes, and we're going to see a little bit more of Westbrook, Harden, and Man getting more pace and more play, and with them dictating the pace, it's going to lead to a lot of movement and a lot of action. So I love this play because of that. Not only to mention, on the road, the Clippers, their defensive efficiency has decreased over their last uh, between this year and last year, even with Kawhi in, while their offensive efficiency has actually uh, kind of went up. So whether it's just the teams they've played so far with playing on the road against like Indiana, Dallas teams, and Utah in their last 10 with teams who just don't have a lot of defense. As you can see, um, in their last 10 games, they've played four of them on the road. And as you can see, look, since uh, November 3rd, actually, no, you can even go back to like through this whole season. If you look, only one, two, three, four games were under 115 points. So that means that with the spread being four and a half, if the, if the Thunder cover the spread, that's 115 to 125 or 120, that equals 235. But the big thing is, is the last three games have been against terrible defensive teams, 120, 151, 107. But not to mention, uh, the big thing to worry about is that you see a decrease in the t- in the scoring here um, between and a back-to-back. Um, as you can see this year, look at some of their back-to-backs. Um, as we can see in the last couple weeks, they haven't had many. That's one good thing about the NBA this year is it kind of kept back-to-backs away. But 125... 114, 99, and yeah, they've only had three back-to-back, so they've only scored this once, but they're going against a Thunder team whose defensive efficiency is terrible at home. They give up up closer to 110 points per game at home. Now, obviously, if you look at these games, they have not played a lot of 
top tier offensive teams at home. As you see, they had the Spurs. They only give up 87. Some of these teams that are very streaky, they've played at home. But if you notice in their last couple of games, outside of this Memphis one, you have a 136 to Golden State, a 120, a 127 to Philly in their last. So three of their games have went, they've given up over 120 points in their last five, which is going to, to keep them from getting blown out, they're going to have to keep pace with that. And that'll definitely put you over. So I love the over here. I think this is going to be a big game for both teams. And so that's what I'm rocking with. Um, our next one here. Shooter Boy comes to the show for the first time. Now, I did not want to bet on Morant this early. I wanted to see what he was going to do. Obviously, we put a little parlay together. Um, if you're on our picket page, um, make, um, we had that posted there. So make sure you guys follow us there. Uh, you go to and when you download picket, use the code free throw 6100. Um, and you get a, I believe you and I both get a random cash deposit that could be anywhere from three dollars to 50 from picket for using the app but let's look at this season so obviously his one game this year he hit this that was a given he scored 34 he had eight assists he had a great game um we can't even lie about that but um and obviously like this stat these stats when you see these insights don't mean anything right now because <laughs> he hasn't he's only played one game so Every year is different. It's like when you, if you look at like a pitcher and it says, oh, this pitcher has struck out, like has not hit his strikeout line in six consecutive games. And you look like, okay, well, last year he was a relief pitcher. So he wasn't striking out five to six players a game because he's only pitching an inning. So here's the big thing I'm looking at. So obviously, look, they give up the, the and you can see right here, the Pacers give up the second most points in the league. They're the, they're in the top 10 in rebounding and top half the league in assists given up, which means they're giving up a lot of ISO plays. But here's the thing. Um, the point guard numbers are kind of teetering towards the under here. But you, Morant has kind of increased this team's offensive efficiency, and you have a team that has a bunch of spot-up shooters that the I think even Memphis was aware they weren't going to start the season strong because and they were going to, because this team is built around Jaws drive and kick ability with everyone else and having everyone else be spot up shooters and pick and roll guys around him. So obviously when you have a bunch of those guys and they're not used to creating their own shot, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. But with him in, this is I think this is a lock. I think the way they play with him in is even better as you can see. Um, everyone started shooting better. The So we're locking this one in. Um, another one I'm leaning, I do want to just show you guys, if you could find a better line on another app, then, you know, obviously I would take it. I'm going to see if I can find one on action for us real, real, real fast. But I love, I, I kind of like this line. Um, I'm not the biggest Jaron Jackson fan with his points because he has been, very iffy this year. Um, every book has him at one twenty-two at, at twenty-two and a half. So I would just you know take it there. But there's a reason why I like this play. So if you look head to head, he's got he got twenty-eight his last game against Memphis last year. So obviously that's last year. Um, with Morant, he scored twenty-four. But there's a secret. I don't want to say a secret sauce, but there's something a lot of people have noticed about the uh, Pacers lately, especially something that I'm looking at is the Pacers have kind of dropped down to like the eight 
in the West. But since the in-season tournament finals, um, big men have been kind of having their way down low with this team. As you can see, like against the against the Hornets, Terry uh Terry Rozier Miller had 21 and 25, and they weren't shooting a lot of threes. They had more inside shots than outside. Um, as I'm gonna take a look at their schedule and just read these off to you guys. When they played when they played the uh Clippers, you have 28 points from Kawhi, 27 from Paul George, and I mean Harden hit eight threes, but big one that I noticed is Zubach had 18 and 16. So and then you even go to the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves with um Anthony although Anthony Edwards dropped 37, Cat dropped 40. You even have the when their loss to the Wizards, Kuzma dropped 31. Um, and Daniel Gafford even had nine and ten. And then you even look at that Bucks game. Giannis has 64 points down low. Um, you can even argue the Pistons. Asore Thompson had his career high. He had 20 points, while um Bogdanovich had 17, Stewart had 13, and you know, Stewart's not really a scorer. So big men have been that have, like when the ball is focused on getting the ball in their hands at least more than just on occasional pick and pop like cat like kuzma like anthony davis when he dropped 40 Giannis, um they they can kind of cook this team so as you can see when he's playing the center they give up the fifth most uh points to centers when he's at power forward, they give up the most points to power forwards. Obviously, some of that comes from Giannis dropping 64 and kind of kicking that number a little bit higher. But um, lately, with the way Biombo's been playing, Jaron Jackson has got kind of got moved to the uh, four position. So I'm looking for him to go off again. They've kind of rotating Biombo and Tillman based on matchup, but I'm really looking forward to him going off. If you don't take 22, I would take like maybe an alternate, like on like use it for like a same game parlay, add it with something that like maybe take like a 15 and add it with like like jaw 20 or you know you could even take like uh, their money line or something else with it. But that's um, that's a lean where we might not take this one. So I but I just wanted to bring this one up to you guys to kind of visualize because this is something I was really looking at. Um, and it goes well with my theory because over 20 or more points um, since the in-season tournament, let's see here. They've given up to power forwards. They've given up 20 or more to the power forward position, 20 or more in every game, but the game against the Hornets. They've only, they've given up, over 22 and a half to um, four of the six teams they've played at the power forward position. So I'm kind of riding this trend until it kind of dies out or I kind of notice something else. Like maybe it's just luck. So if this is one you guys like, I all means take it. I might lean this one just a bit to test the theory out. So stick, bear with me on that one. And our last play is on the man that just dropped 40 on them. We're taking cats over in threes. Now, it hasn't been the best, um, but the big thing I'm looking at is this. Head-to-head -head since Anthony Davis has been there. Um, wait, I want to see if it'll actually let me look at, like... No, I don't. 
Um, head-to-head since Anthony Davis has been there. He's hit this in every game but one. Now, if you see that one, he didn't shoot a lot. He shot four or more in every game but that one game, and that was a 20-point blowout. So that most likely means that he hasn't been you know, on the floor as much. But if you look, the Timberwolves in the last couple of years have blown this team out the water. They've had four wins of tw- of double digits and two wins that were nine points and um, a six-point loss in their last game in uh, – I think it was actually in the play-in when that one happened. But I'm you could even take their money line and put this with like – him to score like 20 or something. Or if you want double double your money, if you want double the money odds, you could take this and add it with Timberwolves money line because I do like them to win tonight. I might even take the spread there. Um, that might be our added extra play is we might take the spread. But I like this. Um, if you see on this season, he's kind of went back and forth, but he's hitting at a uh, 54% clip this season. But not to mention, look, he's exceeded this in seven of his last eight games at home in the second half of a back-to-back. He's averaging two and a half threes per game in game two of a back-to-back. Um, I think that actually happened this season, too. I, I, th- I think they played a back-to-back. I'm not sure. That's why I'm going to check this real quick. No, they haven't, but... So you can see he's hit at least one three in every game, but this game against Phoenix, that was a blowout. That one was a back-to-back. I think that, but that one was also on the road. Uh, as you can see this season, look, 10 threes for, he's kind of, he's averaging about four and a half threes a game. He's playing about 30 minutes, but I like to look at this. They're giving up to power forwards about 3.3 threes per game. And let's say Gobert's out and they drop into the center. They're still giving up the fifth most threes to uh big men whether it's power forwards centers um they're other than point guards and shooting guards they're they're giving up 14 threes per game there's not a lot of guys that shoot threes on this team at that kind of a clip so we're gonna rock with him there um but real quick i'm gonna look at this um the spread it was four and a half this morning i think if you look head to head in their last four head-to-head, this is hit in three of the four. As we said before, you have a nine-point win last year, an eight-point win. And now some of these uh, in the last couple of years, Cat uh, wasn't playing. Because if you remember, he was out the first half, like first couple months of the year. Um, they lost by eight, uh, 12 in this one, and they lost by eight. But I just, I really think this is one they win. I think you could take their... I think you could take them straight up here. Um, in this scenario, I think I honestly would. I, I would take them straight up, and then you could probably add it with, like, let me see if I can. F- I want to see the injury report because I think Giannis is a game time decision. That's why I stayed away from this game. Uh, but you could find like a college bet that's, um. No, let me find one better. Like Texas Tech. And you can make that like a minus 187. Or you could even find... Uh, excuse me. um, Like Coastal Carolina or...
God, these money lines are trash tonight. Or like Bradley, I like in that. I mean, that's obvious win. Or South Alabama. Like, look, you could add these two, make it minus one eighty five, or even add that other one. You could add a couple like little minus, like minus thousands, to kick this down into those kind of numbers. So, um, but we'll add that one in later. That's going to be our best bets for tonight for the NBA. Uh, make sure you guys stick around. We're going to head to break, and then we're going to do a quick recap of our three best bets that I love, um, and any um, and some anytime touchdowns for tonight's Thursday night football matchup. And then we're also going to go over a couple plays I've put in for um, an extra extra couple plays I've put in for Saturday and Sunday in the NFL. So stay tuned. Durham Remodeling has been serving the Quad Cities area since 1973, and with over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. This family-owned business has you covered on all your needs. Protect your home or building from the elements today and get great roof repair services. Need new windows? No problem. Durham Remodeling can upgrade your windows and doors. Whether you want to upgrade the little details in your home or office, or want to tear a room down and start fresh, the expert contractors at Durham Remodeling have your back. Even the smallest changes can completely transform your space. Ready to start entertaining your friends for backyard barbecues? Durham Remodeling will help you plan, design, and build your deck and patio for the perfect outdoor space. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 today for your free estimate for all your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6715. For frequency's sake, has you covered on all things sports. From the squared circle to the hardwood and the gridiron to the speedway, we've got something for everyone. Walk down the aisle with the boys from Cards Subject to Change every Sunday as they take a deep dive into everything pro wrestling. Need your gambling fix? We've got you there. Enter Pit Row with Rod Gomez and Fast Money as we win the checkered flag with NASCAR, Xfinity, and truck race winners and props. Football more your style? Explore the waters of NFL DFS with DFS Deep Dive with Brian Craighead and Jordan Kernan each week. More into the science portion of the game? We've got a double dose of action there. The Professor John Bush and Dennis Michelson take you into their science lab and dissect your week in the data lab. Want an analytical take? Nick Girl and the team at Gridiron AI come to you each week with The Lab. Need to know who to start last minute? The network's flagship show, for fantasy's sake, is here in a pinch. The fellows come to you live every football Sunday from 10 to 11.30 Central with the week's best DFS, gambling, and lineup advice. And wrap up your Sundays with Joe Winkle and Nick Brinks as they come to you live with educated ignorance looking at all the day's action. Can't get enough of Joe? He comes to you three times a week. Not enough football on Sunday? Not a problem. Kick your feet up at lunch on Monday and slip on into the football lounge with Mark and Dan while they look at the week that was in news, notes, and more. For frequency's sake, you know what we mean. Dang, I think I think I need to be on. I'm on there more than Joe, so I think we definitely got to get me. Um, <laughs> got to get me on there just a bit. <laughs> All righty. So again, um, we had two plays that we went over yesterday that I absolutely loved. And it was Tyler Higby over 23 and a half receiving yards. 
and the other part of it was um was Juwan Johnson over on his receiving yards. Now I'm gonna pull them back up real quick and we're gonna go over them one more time. So again, this was at 21 and a half when I caught it. Um I don't even know what it's at right now. I'm about to pull that up. Maybe it's changed a bit. No, it's actually went down. Did I take it at 21? I did. Good God, you can get it at 19 now. I would just do that. Um, so we're going to share the screen over here for you guys. 19 and a half. Um, obviously, that's what the news that Shahid and... Um, Shahid and Alave are both cleared to play. Um, I just realized I had probably my best basketball play of the day, and I forgot to bring it to you guys. It's on the screen here. Um, I'll restart this thing so you'll see it here in a second. I like so... I was so mad at myself about that. I was so excited about this play today. It better be on there. If it didn't save through, oh my God, it didn't. Okay, well, we're going to go over this real quick, and then I'll go over that one. It's going to be my play of the day. I'm going to do two units on this one. Um, So this is why I like this one. Since Michael Thomas was put on injured reserve this season, he's hit this in two of four. Now, if you look, he didn't. He only had three targets in this game. His targets weren't the best that last week, but he's hitting over. And the receiving yards to tight ends is the ninth worst in the NFL. They gave up 58.3. He's getting more and more targets. He's now the fifth most targeted player. You put him in possibly top three because Kamara, I don't think, is going to get a lot of targets. And Thomas is out. So his target share is probably going to go up to about 15% this week. Uh, Like, I mean, Foster Moreau hasn't done much. They're obviously taking their time with him. Jimmy Graham is only getting touches in the end zone. And Taysom Hill is just kind of everywhere. So I don't think they're going to be. I think everyone kind of knows what's going on with him at this point. But if you look, this whole little purple chunk right here is all him. So you can see all of these are these top five guys. And then everyone else is kind of sprinkled through the rest of the way. But um, he's getting about 7.7% of the target share this season. With Michael Thomas out, it's went up to 11%. So I love this play for him. I would even take this again at 19.5. I'm actually really glad this happened. I'm going to add that one back in and replace that one. And then the next one we have is going to be on Mr. Tyler Higby. Now... He also, I think his line dropped down. It was 23 and a half. It's 22 and a half now. So not much of difference. Um, actually, well, that's weird. You can get his under at 22, but his over at 23. That's interesting. But let's look at the season for him. It's kind of been back and forth. He had one game good and then a struggle. Two games good and then a struggle. But if you notice these three games, he played, he's played very well since the bye He's gotten over this line 20 or more in three of the four games since the bye. He's exceeded this line in seven of the last 10 games when they're favored by less than seven points. He's getting 43 yards per game. I really like him this week as we go down and look. Not only that, the Saints are giving up 21 uh, or the 21st worst team in 
receiving yards allowed. They are not giving – they are giving up way too many receiving yards to tight end. They're giving up 50 a game to a guy that just needs to hit 22 and is – honestly, he's kind of went up here. They, they're back and forth, but I think he's honestly their third most targeted player now. Um, as you can see in the – Last three games, I think he's gotten more targets than 2-2. Two, two. But I'm going to double-check that. As we saw 5-4-5. Five, five. Um, he doesn't even have... I don't even think 2-2 two, is playing, and I think he's injured. So, um, let me check that. No, it doesn't say he's injured. Just uh, we can't find a line for him because he's not getting as many touches. He's getting most of his touches in the first couple of weeks. So, but I love Higby here in this one. And the last one we're going to do isn't even on. Um, I don't even. I don't have anything on outlier to justify why I'm taking it. It's just what I like here. I'm fading the Saints. I'm fading Houdet Nation. I caught the spread at three and a half. It is kicked back up to five and a half. So I think a lot of people are kind of kicking into this now too i think a lot of people are focusing on this now um and i think a lot of the money is kind of reacting to the money now so i would take this up to i think i would take this at the most at where it's at now if it goes up to six and a half and it's a touchdown i would just stay away but i love the five and a half here so those are our three NFL plays tonight. We have Higby over on his receiving yards. We have Juwan Johnson over on his receiving yards. And we're we're doing a tight end only special today. And then we're going to take the minus three and a half. I would take it at my, where it's at now, minus five and a half on the Rams. Now, let me go back to the NBA for my absolute favorite play. Now, I caught this this morning at plus 110. It is now minus 134. This is the first time all season that this team has been a favorite. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the Pistons money line. Now, why would you think I'm so stupid to trust Cade Cunningham with beating this jazz team simple as this marketed is out here to seven is out clarkson is out george is out talon horton tucker is out it is colin sexton and kelly olenic that is it and the fact that this line was plus one and a half in favor of the jazz and now it's a three-point spread towards the pistons the pistons are now favored by three points yes we can see here they have not won a game in 20. They have not won a game since October 28th. They have went almost two consecutive months without a win. But this Cleveland team is playing on a back-to-back. -back. And as you can see, on the road, they have only won two games this year. They are 2-13 on the road. The only team worse than them on the road right now is the team they're playing. But the biggest thing is, is this now. As an underdog, they are 8-25 and 25 in their last 33 games as an underdog. They are 1-6 and since... Yeah, they are 2-11. and 11. They are 2-13 and 13 as a 
oh my god as a um as a road team not only that as you can see here this season as a road underdog they have only covered they've covered the spread four times but we're not a they've only been able to cover a two-point spread in their two games they've won the spreads they've covered 11 and a half they covered at 11 points five and a half they won by six five and a half they won eight and a half they lost by eight they are getting sweaty covers they're staying close I with the only real detriment to this team right now being Jalen Duran and Killian Hayes, who's a who has an illness and is a little bit questionable, but he's probable to play. I'm gonna take the Pistons tonight. If they don't win, I'm betting I'm betting money on the Pistons every single night until they win a game. This is their spot. This is where they end the losing streak. We're all gonna be celebrating at the end of the night about the Detroit Pistons taking out the Utah Jazz to end this streak and go down forever in infamy as one of the worst stretches of basketball in NBA history. Give me the Pistons money line at plus money tonight. It's minus 134. You got to take it at this point. I think the more you take it, the more it's going to kick this up and it's going to get a higher spread. So take this now if you can. That is our full card tonight. Thank you everyone for watching. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned tomorrow. We will be going live tomorrow to break down Friday and Saturday for bowl games. We're going to be breaking down. Um, we might do some NBA action, but I think we're going to focus mainly on, uh, I think we might take a pause on college basketball tomorrow and we'll do a couple NBA bets. We'll do college football for bowl game. And we're going to do, um, and we're going to do the, um, NFL games for Saturday, but make sure you guys stay tuned because we have a special surprise for you later that night with me and Mr. Joe Winkle, educated ignorance, and we are going to be breaking down some games for you guys for Christmas day. Once again, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope everyone's bets hits and let's go Pistons.